Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hey guys, how's it going? Otaku Mike here for the Otakuology Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. We have another fun-filled episode for you guys today. I'm here with my co-host, Jen Graves, and we are looking at what Volume up? 1 of Rising of the Shield Hero today. Uh, right. One of the... we're, about, we're about to raise our own shield heroes. We're about to raise our own shield heroes, you know. So, Jen, what is Rising of the Shield Hero? A good book. <laughs> How did you get into Rising of the Shield Hero? Oh, man. I, I saw it coming out and uh, just the front art cover and everything and just kind of how it explained the story. I thought it would be um, something that I would enjoy to read because of part of the other stuff that was coming out at that time. Um, so, I mean, we had a lot of a lot of isekai really start trying to come out at that, that point. That is so definitely kind of, true. There were a lot of isekai coming out at this time. Too much. There still are a lot of isekai coming out. But this is a dark <sighs> fantasy isekai manga based on a light novel, which is based on a novel. Yeah, right. it's a little confusing when you get down to the nit the nitty gritty of the publication for this particular manga. Right. You know. Um, but I got into it, I think like after you got into it, honestly. Uh yeah. I heard about it through my work and I kind of put it off eventually. And because I was I was at my peak isekai-ness for my isekai, you know. Really? Then you're like, hey, buddy, how's uh, hey, hey, how's, how's this, how's this manga? How's a uh, Rising of the Shield Hero? You like it? I don't know. Do you? You know, and then you know, yeah, um, yeah. I, I was kind of, I don't know how to sit, like, I don't know. I just put it off, and then like, I, I picked it up one day, and I was like, oh, okay, let's uh, let's look at this manga. You know, let's check it out because I was starting to hear more buzz about it and stuff like that. You know. Right, but let's get into this. What what's the synopsis of this manga, sir? Let's see. We have our main character, Naofumi Iwatani. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I just had to think about it before when you were asking me how to say the last name. <laughs> and you were trying to turn him into an African character. A Watane. A Watane. <laughs> It'll be like uh, uh, Grace and Frankie. Uh, you know, they have one on there. They call him Bud, and then you find out his name is uh, Nawabudake, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> so, anyway... So our synopsis is Neofumi Iwatani. I'm almost going to say it again. Fuck. Um, an uncharismatic otaku who spends his days on games and manga suddenly finds himself summoned to a parallel universe. He discovers he is one of four heroes equipped with legendary weapons and tasked with saving the world from its prophetic destruction. As the shield hero, the weakest of the heroes... All is not as it seems. Neofumi is soon alone, penniless, and betrayed, with no one to turn to and nowhere to run. He is left with only his shield. Now Neofumi must rise to become the legendary shield hero and save the world. Yeah, that's, that's <clears throat> one of the synopsis of the book. So let's get into this manga. Yeah, let's, let's get into the beginning because then we can go back. There's one sentence on the back here that I feel like really sticks out the most. Which one? With this book and that's the Neofumi is soon alone, penniless, and betrayed. Okay. So I okay. feel like I feel like as we start talking about it that would be the, a good one to point out like because I really feel like that's what sets the whole mood for like this book one, book two mm -hmm. scenario, you know. So our manga starts out with Naofumi surrounded by guards. This the king is 
berating him, saying he's a demon, this and that, you know, you're the worst, you're not going to be a hero, you know, and Naofumi is shocked. We don't know exactly what Naofumi did, or supposedly did, and we go from there, and we go all the way to the beginning, where Naofumi is at the library, and looking at some manga, and he's like, oh man, you know, uh, it's always good to, you know, be an otaku, basically, and uh, look uh, you know, when you don't have any money, you go to the library, check out some stuff, you know, this and that. Right. He picks up I wish particular... we had that library. Yeah, right? You know? He picks, <laughs> he picks up this particular book, and it's called The Records of the Four Holy Weapons. He looks in it, and he's like, oh, man, this book this looks this book looks really cool. It's really old, you know, fantasy kind of stuff, you know? He starts to look through it, and he sees, like, starts to reading it. He starts reading it, and seeing how these four heroes are summoned and he notices all the words on the page disappear and he's like what it's blank he gets transported to this other world with these three other guys he finds out that he has a shield attached to his arm and he's basically like what the hell is going on here you know what's going on you know uh and then we see this king and he's like I need you to save our land, you know, like save us holy warriors, basically, you know, and then what happens next, Jin? Uh, Then they get to start picking their companions and whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we find out that um, the popular, the, um, the monsters show up uh, through portals throughout the worlds. And the heroes have to fight these waves and waves of monsters to to stop, like, the onslaught, basically. Yeah. And it's time to where, I think it's like a couple weeks, maybe like a month in between each particular... Oh, so it's like that time of the month. Kind of, yeah. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> a little bit. To where they have to... Um, fight these monsters and they have to protect the 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 kingdom you know right and we find out they're like okay well how do we do this we you know they have to level up and stuff but the heroes can't level up with each other they can't stay together in a group so they have right. to go off on their own and right which is kind of weird just uh-huh. in that aspect of it because they, they can't level up together because uh, if they were to attempt it, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like they they try and split the XP or whatever that's gained and it mm-hmm. actually pulls it out and it, it makes it less. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, you know, you're uh, you're going to get like 100 XP or whatever and mm-hmm. then it, it pulls it out because of how many heroes are around you. And instead of splitting it evenly, it's like you only get 10. Yeah, and so, so. we meet our other heroes. We have Ren, a comp... A a Kami, I think is how you say it. A M Amaki. I think it's Renamaki. Sorry, Renamaki. Renamaki. He is sixteen yeah. years old. He is the sword hero. Then we have uh, Itsuki uh, Kawasumi, who is seventeen. Right. He is the bow hero. He's a high school student as well. Then we have Motosuwa. Uh, who is the spear hero? He he will be a big character later on in the series. Motoyasu. Yeah. Yeah. Motosua. Uh, yeah. He is twenty one years old and is in university. Then we have uh, Naofumi, who is twenty years old and is in university as well. You know, right. they kind of say like who they are. You know what they're all about, and we get this really interesting conversation with them to where uh, Naofumi sees his stats and he has this like big thing pop up in front of him which is really cool which is like almost like a video game kind of you know yeah with like an rpg and he finds out that all of his defense is put into his uh all his skill points are put into like defense basically right (laughs) he has some like agility and hp and stuff like that and so you get this really interesting conversation to where each character is like oh man what exactly is going on are we in an actual game and we get this interesting 
thought process to where the other three think they're in a game. Right. Like they're sucked into a video game, some kind of MMORPG, something like that, you know. So their thought process is kind of somewhat different than Naofumi's. I think now at this time, Naofumi might also think he's in a game. I'm not 100% sure because they don't really say how the other characters showed up in this world. Yeah. At this moment, you know? Well, I think he's the only one that really doesn't think like that it's a game, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's because of how he came into it with a book and us not knowing about the rest of them. But, mm-hmm. but we move on from there to where uh, we we find out and the king says, look, you guys are going to need companions, basically. And this is where we meet the other, um, I don't know what you would call them, like sidekicks, kind of, uh, you know, the, companions, the, fellowship the of companions. some kind. Yeah, the companions. To where uh, we have all these people in this room and they're starting to pick who they want to go with. Nobody wants to go with Naofumi. <laughs> right. Because the shield hero is like, I guess not cool. Because they've kind of established that they'd also had other well, people take on these mantles as well previously. Right. And I think part of it is because of the church. Yeah. The church of the holy weapons. Yeah. I was just listening to you. Okay. So, yeah. So now Fumi doesn't get anybody and he's kind of like, I don't want to say like freaking out, but he's like, you know, like he's basically like, fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all. I don't, I don't need your help. This and that, you know, like I, I'm, you know, I, I can do this on my own. And then we get the one person who went with one of the people who went with the spear hero was like, okay, I'll go with you. You know, I don't want to, you know, think of him all alone, you know, this and that, you know, uh, I'll, I'll help you out. And he's, she's like, my name is, uh, my name. Um, I'm not even so, going to remember her name. I don't, her name's my I don't, I think it is. And, She's like, okay, I'll help you go on your journey. You know, we'll go. And they go. And they, because he has less people with him, he gets more money. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. And so they go out and they buy some armor, buy, um, you know, her a weapon and, you know, get geared up. And we find this, we, we meet the, the blacksmith of the, the town and... Uh, I, have to, I have to say, I think the blacksmith uh-huh. is one of my favorite characters. Honestly, he, show, he shows up again and again. Like he's yeah. he's a re- I think he's he, I think he's one of my favorite characters though, because like, um, he seems kind of like just an old friend after like the first one with him and Naofumi's like reactions to each other, mm-hmm. and he's like, I like how he's always like Naofumi when he says, "Hey, can you do this?" Yeah. Then he's like, yeah, I can do that. And then he takes liberties of knowing like the other characters and stuff mm-hmm. and Naofumi's party to actually make the stuff as best he can for them in their yeah. style. So. And so we, we see Naofumi and Naofumi, he goes to pick up a sword and the sword like kind of like almost like shocks him yeah. and he drops the sword and, it, and this thing pops up. And he's like, Legendary heroes can only use legendary weapons. Right. They can only use their specific weapons. They can't use um, anything else. Right. Which we, at this point, we haven't learned the special power of the weapons yet. So Yeah. And he's like, man, what am I going to do? You know, I can't attack. I can only defend, you know, what's going on here, you know. So he's kind of bummed out, you know. Right. And she... um. Mine is like, look, we'll we'll go and level up and stuff, and they go out and have this really funny interaction with the uh, they call them orange balloons, but they yeah. look like angry slimes from like Dragon Quest. I thought the same thing. <laughs> they look like angry slimes from Dragon all, Quest, and we get this all, funny, all puffed, up. all puffed up and like angry, um, yeah. and and we get this funny interaction where. He's kind of doing all the work, like he's like holding down this 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 slime creature, and he's like basically like punching it in the face. 
yeah. like repeatedly and he gets like one XP. <laughs> right. And he's like, oh yeah, we did it. You know, good job. We leveled up, you know, and and she's like, oh yeah, you know, we, we did do it. You know, we leveled up. It's so good. You know, this and that, you know. And, you know, they, they kind of get to know each other, this and that. They go back to the the particular um, place they're staying at. I think it's like an inn. And we yeah. see this thing. Like, they go to sleep. And then Nafumi wakes up. And he's like, I... Oh, my stuff is gone. You know? Like, what's going on? You know, where's my companion? Yeah, All right. my stuff is gone. Everything is gone. Everything is gone. So what, what happens next, Jen? Then we find out that he wakes up and goes to see the king and that Mine has basically framed him of uh, of rape and right. that, yeah. that she is basically trying to um, say that, give him a bad name, and basically stole everything to... Mm-hmm. Troll up off and and join uh join the spear hero. Yeah. And so they basically they they believe uh Mine. They believe her and we get this interesting scene cuz well where... in in this the part too that we learn that she's actually the uh the daughter of the king no, as well. No, I think we I think we learn that later. Okay. Yeah, we find you find out later on that like she's actually the king's daughter. So she's like a princess. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. She's a princess. Um, you know, and they're like, How could you? You're like, this is despicable. You are the worst of the worst, like we saw before. And he's like, like, no, I, I didn't do this. Like, I didn't rape this person, you know? And right. this was actually one of the two controversial things about this particular manga was the whole accusation of rape and and stuff like that how how did you feel about that exactly oh man when that came about in the story because that was pretty controversial over here in the in like the west i don't know how much it was Um, controversial over like in japan yeah but it's it kind of Um, people said it people said it kind of um what was the word i was looking for um I don't want to say like promoted like rape culture, but it was something kind of like that. Yeah. Um, nothing really. I mean, I just really thought that that was a shitty thing that this character did. Um, yeah. You know, but I mean, you do have different people that, you know, without anything happening, do say things like this. So yes, that is true. Like that is like a real event that does happen. You know people do get accused of rape and you know, sometimes, you know, they do get charged with something that they didn't do, you know? Right. Um, But it's, it's really interesting to see this in this, like see it in a manga and to have the characters react to it. Cause like we have um, the spear hero. um, He reacts very much to this particular incident and he kind of carries this incident on for quite some time and about what what happens with now fumi and this was woman you know right and you know it's it's kind of spreads like wildfire like oh the shield hero raped somebody you know it's kind of a thing for quite some time within the manga right. um and how they kind of just take take this thing at face value Right, which, backing up to the synopsis, you know, mm-hmm. Nefumi is soon alone, penniless, and betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that was, that's basically like what I said. This sets the, the mood for the rest of the book, because now we go from seeing this kind of, like, happy-go-lucky Nefumi and stuff at the beginning mm-hmm. of killing these slimes or whatever, to now Nefumi almost has, like, a darker side to him that he shows to people yes. because Naofumi's like, you know, I can't hardly trust anybody anymore until, mm-hmm. until he kind of gets farther into it with his companion. And I feel like after that, he just shows his lighter side to them 
as he gains them and whatnot. And then from there, we see we do see him light up a little more here and there about things. Here, here and there, yeah. But, but we always we always have this cold streak that you'll see him talking to somebody, and most of the time he comes off as being rash and hard on them. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember, like this is how he kind of was reared and raised in the beginning of this world when he was pulled into it. Yeah. Of somebody day two basically screwing him over and doing all this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Very much. I so. mean, you know. Yeah, and so like he's like you know they're like oh you're a rapist this you know you know. And, you know, your punishment will basically... He, I think at one point he tells them, like, if, if, you know, I'm so bad, like, kill me, you know? Like, kill me. Yeah. You know? And they're like, we can't technically kill you. Right. Like, if we kill you, we have to kill... I think they say, like, we have to kill all the other heroes, too? Yeah. To get new heroes? Right. So the, all the heroes have to die in order to get new heroes, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So it's like a constant cycle. Which, which I... That's one of the other things that I think of is with the the Holy Church of the Three Sacred Weapons or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, if that was really one of the big reasons, I mean, I assume that it is uh, one of the big reasons why nobody wanted to even chance it and believe him, especially you know having the princess as well. Yeah, uh, throw that in there, you know, because. That's just one of the parts that gets me is like if this is supposed to be one of your like holy heroes or whatever, you treat him you know, like shit. Exactly, and and nobody believes him or anything else. So it's kind of like, you know, I yeah, don't like know. like did they treat the other heroes like that? Because we do kind of hear about the hero later on, but that before now, Fumi, yeah, and how he was like a kind person to, um, I think you know it was what? like. You know what this kind of reminds me of, though? Huh. It's like farther into uh, Tells of Wedding Ring, where we find out the Ring King was actually like this. He wasn't as heroic as he was the last one. Uh-huh. It, you know, he had the dark side of basically him doing things to like the the other princesses and all this other stuff. Like, that's kind of what I feel like the feeling that we get in this is like, the last one may have like done something wrong or something. And then people like, were like, no, you know, he's not this hero. Well, I remember he was like a protector of the beast deals, which are like the beast men. Exactly. In this. And like the beast men have a war or, or with the humans. Right. And And now now they're slaves. So, yeah, but we get, so we get him going back to the, the blacksmith and the blacksmith's like, you know, you're a piece of shit. You raped, you raped this girl. So word, word travels fast. Yes. <laughs> word travels fast in this world where there's no internet. No, you know, no, no, you know, nothing like that. You know? So I'm really surprised it like travels that fast. And he's like, yes. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to help you this and that. But he's like, Hey, take these clothes, take these clothes. I have in stock, you know, like they're, right. uh, they're kind of, uh, what do you what do you call it? Um, like left like leftover clothes. Overstock.com. And so he 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 goes to to uh, f- try to level up by himself, and he's having a hard time doing it. And he finds out, oh wait, my and you can go more into this because I think you know more about this than I do. But with his shield, how yeah. he can suck up materials within the shield, right? To gain XP and different powers do you want to go into like explain that a little bit because he does that and he finds out that he can like he he sucks up like these herbs and the herbs uh allow him to um get like this special like his shield like transforms it's like a leaf shield yeah so so that's the special thing about all of the the hero's weapons is whenever they do something like that they can absorb whatever it is, and get power based off of that. Mm-hmm. I uh, I feel like if you've played the video game Folklore, they do that, but just with the monsters. You absorb the yeah. monsters and you get an ability off of it, basically. I feel like it's a combination between that and a combination um, between, like, a Keyblade. You know, mm-hmm. like, 
and even though the keyblades are different, like imagine if it was the same blade every time and it just yeah did whatever and then it it took on that power. Um, so yeah, I mean they they absorb and that's how you basically get all your stuff in this world. Uh, since you can't pick up a weapon or anything else and change it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's, it's really interesting, like, ability he has. And he gets more of these different abilities and starts to learn more about the world, you know? <clears throat> which is which is really cool, I think, you know? I think it's a really cool, um, I don't want to say, like, gimmick, but, like, it's, it's really cool that... Uh, like a, like a function that like this this fantasy world has with its heroes, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, and not only that, I really enjoy getting to see some of the shields that they come up with because yeah. they're all they're also intricate. In, in, intricate. Yeah. And and like um, how they look, like I mean, they do really good art for all of them, and mm-hmm. like the abilities that they they view to come off of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I really enjoy that. Um, as we get to see part of the shields or whatever, um, and especially later on in the book when we actually see him get into a big fight with one of the other heroes, we get to see this really quick. Um, how fast you have to know your shields or your weapon and what you can change it into and all this other stuff. And it, I mean, it's awesome. You know, and I I really yeah. like all the stuff of us getting to go back and see what Neofumi's kind of picked up here and there. Oh, yeah, no, most definitely, because you kind of forget that, like, he picks up all these interesting, like, different shields. Yeah. Which which sometimes he uses, sometimes he doesn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, but so sometimes, after... it's, sometimes it's so, like, weird, random that you're like, yeah. what are you going to use that for? And then they they write it into the storyline, oh, well, like, I used for this, and you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah. And so after his leveling up and gathering the herbs, he tries to sell the herbs, but he doesn't really have any... I think he has like some luck with it, but not really that much. He goes to order some food at the inn, and he starts to get hassled by these these other people in the world. And he's like, oh man, I, we heard about you. You like to rape young girls, you know? And he's like, I didn't do that. That was, you know, that wasn't me, you know. Yeah. And we get this bit that I love this bit in, in this manga. And they, they pull it out occasionally. I wish they would use it, you know, more. But you find out that the balloon monsters that he's fighting yeah. are attached to his body, like chewing on him. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> And he's just walking around with these monsters under his cloak. Then they're chewing on him. And he, like, take he pulls them off. Because he's not getting damaged because he has so much defense. Right. And he's he pulls them off and he throws them at the guys. For the, the balloon monsters to attack the guys. Right, yeah. I love that bit. Like, I know, I think they pull it up, like, one more time or two more times in the manga. Yeah. But I think it's just really funny and really creative. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see them do that with like a different monster or something, like in the future, maybe like a bigger balloon, <laughs> a balloon <laughs> monster or something. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a pretty funny gimmick that they throw into it as well. Because I think the first time I they do that, I was like, <gasps> what? Yeah, because it catches you off guard that that that's what's going on. And it's because nobody has a better defense than him, so he can basically use these as little fake companions yeah. to throw around and and use them to quote unquote almost attack people. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, yeah. It's 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 fu- it's a funny little gag. Like I like it. Like it just, yeah, it just I love it. It makes me laugh every time because he had like this 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 like evil like almost glint in his eye like he's like i'm gonna fuck you guys up <laughs> you know like because he gets kind of mad at him and he like you see like all these like these these balloon guys monsters attached to him you know <laughs> they're all like gnawing on him i just like that 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 look you know yeah it just i don't know it just looks i liked it and so now fumi leaves the inn 
and then we get to our second controversial thing within this manga. Right. We meet this mysterious guy with a top hat, and he has a he has a mustache. And he's like, "Hey, you know, you look like uh, you can use some help." You know, he's like, oh, "What are you, What are you going to do for me?" You know, look, you look for. He's like, "I think you need like a companion of some sorts." And he's like, "Oh, how can you help me with that?" And he's like, "Well, I got companions for you." And can I just say, this guy kind of looks like bad guy from d gray man a little bit oh the millennium earl yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking he looks more like uh like the penguin kind of yeah too yeah but yeah. was it did it like the guy in d gray man have like uh he was like fat and had like a top hat and stuff yeah fat with a really really skinny top hat and then he had that big ass smiling grin on his face yeah that's that's what he reminded me of yeah so we find out that this guy is a slave trader and he's like you know look i can sell you one of these animals these beast men you know and he shows him this this wolf man and he's like how much for the wolf man he's like uh he's like he's like it's pricey you know like oh well you know, yeah. well, you wanted to show me the good stuff before you actually showed me, like, the shitty stuff that you sell, basically, you know? Right. And he's like, you're trying to, like, what did he say? He said something to, to the extent of, uh, he was trying to, like, almost kind of, like, con him, I think it was. And he talks about how, uh, he's like, I heard a, a suspicious rumor about you. And this is where you see Naofumi get mad. And he kind of hits on this cage. And we see these, all these monsters. Oh, you mean the guy? So the guy kind of accuses him of, oh, wouldn't, wouldn't you like um, a girl yeah. companion? Because basically, you know, like w- what you like to do, you know, what yeah. what has basically set the mood for this entire time of uh, him supposedly raping Mine and whatever. Yeah. That's kind of what, what the guy is referring to. Oh, well... Beastmen have no, like, they're basically your property. You can do whatever you want with them. Yeah. And and wouldn't you like a female companion because of you being able to do that stuff to her? And I was like. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so we we find, or he finds this young girl. She's a, she's a beast man. Uh, and her name is Raftilia. And Raftilia is... Uh, a raccoon girl. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you could say, you know. And he um, he buys Raftilia. And, you know, the guy is like, oh, you don't want, you don't want this girl. She suffers from, like, panic attacks and, like, PTSD and all this kind of stuff from, like, from what happened to her, basically, you know. Yeah. And he's like, no, like I'll I'll take her, and we get this scene to where, um, yeah, because I I was lost. So he buys he buys Raftilia, correct? Yeah, and they go to the uh, blacksmith again. They do, but. To buy Raftilia some weapons and armor. Yeah. And we find out that uh, Raftilia has become his slave. And we this is where we find out what exactly happens to where, how they create slaves within this world. How did they do that? They put a binding spell on you. Mm-hmm. And basically that um, shows the ownership and possession of it and how they basically can't like screw you over. Yeah, and they have to do everything you say, right? Uh, I think they do to an extent. Or if they don't, it like shocks them or like hurts them, right? Yeah. yeah. And you see the process of her like basically being like branded on her chest, which yeah. looks very painful and just it's like very gut wrenching to see. Yeah. Like it just looks like, 
Yeah. <laughs> so they have the the tattoo on their chest mm-hmm. and everything for their slave bond. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel like it's kind of gun riching, especially for right now, like because what she is kind of looks like a, a child to us. Yeah. Uh, because Beastmen actually like I don't want to necessarily say age, but they basically like grow older with their experience. Well, she is a child. Like when we first meet Raftilia, she is a child. Right. She's only like maybe like eight, nine, ten, maybe when we meet her. Like she's really young, you know? And so they they I thought she was I thought she was older than that. She just hasn't had any um any experience to make her body grow. I don't know exactly how that works. <laughs> I don't know. Stop I, asking me and questioning me. I, I really don't know how that works, but they get they get her some gear, like some clothes, gear, you know, sword, stuff like that, you know, and um and, well, you know, I mean, then we we get that special part that you like where he, he raises his arm and there's the slime thingy or whatever. Yeah. And the little balloon monster, and he's like, attack this thing right here. <laughs> attack this thing right here. And she's like, no, I don't want to attack it, you know? And she, and it's just, you know, she's like, you know, she, she doesn't want to, like, get violent and fight things. And, you know, she's she's very much a, like a child, you know? Yeah. And, like, you find out that she's sick, and um, he makes her some medicine, and she... He tells her to drink it, and she's like, "This tastes bad, you know. I don't, I don't like this medicine, you know." But he kind of like forces her to drink it, yeah. which is um, it, it's an it's interesting aspect to the said manga. But then we get this really interesting interesting scene where they're sleeping because they they went out of adventuring, like yeah. trying to train, and we which, get this scene, which yeah, the heart the heartwarming scene. The scene where she's having her nightmares. Yeah. And um, she's, you see like what is happening to her, how she was separated from her family, from the monster attacks. And she doesn't know whether or not her family is alive. Yeah. And she has like nightmares and PTSD from this. And he's like, he, he you see him, he actually does, even though he has you- this, do you think anybody in the world knows what uh, any of those that mental stuff is? I don't think so. I mean, especially since he was like, "Oh, all these guys have problems," you know. Well, I mean, like she's—he said the the slaver said he she had like anxiety. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe. So, but I mean, I I do like the scene where you get the whole thing where Naofumi basically like comforts her and hugs her and everything. Yeah. He's like hugging her, um, and like he's like rocking her, like because you can see like she's like visibly upset about this, you know. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I I really like that part. That's that's the stuff that we still see of the old Nafumi. Like he is very caring and whatnot. Yeah, but we usually see that stuff towards his party members yes. because he knows he can trust them wholeheartedly versus versus the rest of anybody else that he talks to or anything like that because uh, they uh, I, I he just can't trust anybody you know yeah and, yeah. and he makes friends here and there and and things like that and it, it gets better but I mean like we kind of talked about day two he was already screwed over and so you don't know who you can trust and who you can't yeah no that is definitely true. And then we get this scene to where Raftilia is playing with the ball and you see he's like, Oh, do you do you want the ball? And she's like, No, I don't want the ball. You know, I don't I don't need the ball, you know. And she he's like, Are you hungry? And she's like, No, I'm not hungry. And he's like, Why are you lying to me about this? Like you can eat, you can do things, you know, like like you know, we're gonna eat. So she like he like takes her to go eat and you know, they she kind of pigs out and whatnot on this food. He's like, we'll have well, your like our, two, two of your, two of your cheapest meals, yeah. you know? I, I like that part too. And then she sees something and it's like, well, uh, really like really fancied up that the kids yeah. meal thingy. And uh-huh. 
And she sees it, she's like, oh, and he's like, we'll take one of those instead of the other one. Yeah. Can I, can I just say, though, when looking at the food, like looking at the food that they get. So they're in this fantasy world, you know? Yeah. This medieval fantasy world. Why does all the cuisines look like they're just straight from Japan? Uh, I wouldn't even say that. Because <laughs> you have like I the big. Say, sh- you have. So, yeah. So you have like the, so you have, the big shrimp. You have tempura shrimp. Yeah. You have Salisbury steak, uh-huh. basically, or, or Hamburg steak. Yeah. You have, which is darker, so I assume it's fried rice to an extent without vegetables. It has a little flag sticking out of it. Which I, I love. I feel like that's the stupid. This is the kid's plate because of that. Yeah, then we like, have like, like, we have spaghetti, I think, with tomatoes on top, maybe. I, th- I think so. And it, they're like the, and, the, the weird gelatin pudding. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's, I couldn't tell the first time if that was like a cake thing, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, I, I would agree with you. I think it's like a, a gelatin. So it almost looks like flan, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or like a, it, whenever you read something like, "Did you eat my pudding?" Yeah, <laughs> did you eat my pudding? <laughs> but See, she's like very, like... she's like very like apprehensive to like eat this stuff, you know. And he's like, "Do I need to order you to like eat it?" You know. And she she starts eating, and she's like, "Oh man, this is good." You can see like the light like return to her eyes, like of like of like a child, you know that you know she's she's enjoying this particular food. And so they go out to adventure more, and we to level Raftilia up basically. And yeah. this is where now Fumi is holding a cute little bunny monster. Yeah, he and has to she, catch it from her. Yeah, he has to catch it for her. And he's like, "Look, I'm the shield hero. I can't fight. I need you to fight for me. This is what's gonna happen, you know?" Right. Which uh, I I do feel like it. It's a little dickish what he had to say about it, where he's yeah. he's kind of like, you know, you have to basically fight for me. If not, I can't, like, take care of you anymore. Yeah. And it kind of forces her into, oh, I have to do this for him. Yeah. And, and she's and like, you know. Understanding it more now. Yeah, she's like, look, she's like, I'll help you, but, like, please don't leave me. Like, she doesn't want to be alone. Right. But I, I think it's funny, like, I didn't notice this beforehand, but they kill the bunny. And then they eat the bunny. <laughs> I don't know if I noticed that the last time. Yeah, it's at the end of the chapter. They eat the they eat the bunny, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like he get he, he gives her more medicine to drink, and this is where we get Raftilia's backstory, where we find out that um, the Shield Hero, she's talking, he's talking about the the. Her parents are talking about the shield hero and telling her about the shield hero and the the, the and saying how he was nice to the, the demi. Yeah, because um, the shield hero was uh was like their savior. Yeah, he was their savior and he he helped them out and stuff like that. And and this this dog bestial thing, I think it was like a three headed dog, uh, kills. Oh, he, he yeah, actually it's just does. In, it's just in the wave. Yeah, it, during this this is it where during the wave he kills the parents. The parents end up dying. Raftili has more of her nightmares. And this is where this is where Nafumi gives her the ball, and he like kind of like pats her on the head and is like, "Here you go, you know, good job, you know." Right. And we find more about uh, about Nafumi's uh, new um, abilities. He learns the airstrike attack thing, yeah. you know? What ha- what happens next? Uh, then they find out that there is a creature that they want to go hunt down. Uh, they see some tracks that kind of look like dog tracks. Mm-hmm. And they are going down into virtually a mine shaft to go find this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, along the way, we do find some other stuff. We do find kind of the cheap... <laughs> thing that happens with these weapons and stuff as well, the legendary weapons. Yeah. Because Neofumi does have like this pickaxe shield thingy. Yeah. Which that virtually funny. virtually just puts a pickaxe in your hand to use. And you're kinda yeah. like, 
I thought you couldn't use anything else. Yeah, why can't you? I thought you couldn't use anything else. What's going on? So, um, but we get a, a bunch of other stuff like that. Materials, and we find out that's the thing that Neofumi is interested in, is basically, mm-hmm. like, absorbing whatever he can into his shield to see yeah. if it will give him new abilities or a new type of shield or something like mm-hmm. that. And then while they are doing that, he gets a little too overzealous for himself, I think. Yeah. Um, and we have that dog monster that comes out that they actually yeah. saw the tracks for. The dog, the two-headed dog monster comes out, starts attacking them, and they barely get away from the yeah. dog monster. And this is where we, you know, Raftelia starts to like remember the, the dog monster that killed her family. And we get this really cool, one of the cool shields that we get in this manga, which is the rope shield. Yeah. Where he uses the rope shield to repel down, and it kind of like unwinds the um, the particular um, the shield like unwinds like with the rope, you know? Yeah. Which I thought that was really cool. I wonder. I wonder what's the footage on that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> or, like how... or if it just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> And then we get more talk about Raftilia's parents and what actually happened. And Nafumi tells, no, Raftilia tells Nafumi what exactly happened to her and what's going yeah. on. And why, she, why she freaked out with this creature. Yeah. And you see this scene where the dog shows up and he's like, come on. And she's very hesitant to, you know, to go kill this thing, to go kill this thing still. And, you know, He's like, look, uh, we can't we can't save your parents, but we can save those kids, those kids that, you know, that got lost as well through the world. And he's like, I will protect you. I will protect you, but you must fight for me. You know, right. I can't protect you if you can't fight for me. You know, it's right. You know. Well, I think we get another part here where, um, you know, like, because almost every creature he's let basically bite him. I mean, almost yeah. every creature they fought. And I don't think it ever registered with her until this this dog creature bit him. Yeah. Because, and it actually kind of hurt him. Yeah. Because it bit him. And then she's sitting there and goes, oh, my God, there's a percent chance that I could lose Neofumi, too. And, yeah. and she has this whole, like, awakening of. I'm going to kill this, this beast, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, most definitely. And we get this really cool action scene to where you see her, like, like, I love this scene. I think this scene's really cool to where they use the airstrike shield on the dog to get, to separate the dog from Raftelia. Cause the dog's going after Raftelia. Yeah. And you see uh, her, kind of jump up and lunge at the dog and he she like stabs the dog through the fucking forehead <laughs> like i forgot how violent yeah because didn't her shield points this is doesn't her sword break in half yeah i think so yeah her, her, her sword, sword breaks in half broke in half and she used half of it to stab into one dog's head and then yeah. shove the other one through the other head's throat yeah that's what it was and we get this really touching scene of, you know, she's crying, she's bawling her eyes out, and she's like, don't die, don't die, you know, to, to, to Naofumi. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to die. She's like, don't die, hero, don't die, hero. Yeah. And we find out that Naofumi realizes he never told Raftilia his name, you know? Right. Well, I think, too, we get to this point where he does this, and now he, we've come full circle on him not only acknowledging her as his party member, mm-hmm. but also seeing her more of uh, kind of sort of an adult, I guess. Mm, yeah. I would say possibly now Fumi kind of takes the place of her father and is more of like a, almost like a father figure or an older brother type figure. Yeah. You know, like a parental figure almost. Yeah. Which I also find it funny that from this point forward, she always calls him Mr. Naofumi. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or Naofumi, you know. So, but 
our manga ends with them going back uh, to the inn to rest. And, you know, you see her thinking of her dad and her mom. And, you know, she's like, um, you know, I'm going to be okay, you know, because I'm with the shield hero. Right. And the the shield hero is going to take care of me and we're going to save the world. Yeah. You know, and we get this cute scene where they're sleeping and she has her little ball in her arms, you know, and it's cute. It's it's a cute ending to the first manga, you know. Right. So... Well, here's one of the weird things that we don't see in this one that I wanted to bring up on this since uh-huh. we, we won't really jump into volume two anytime soon. Um, but how Rephthalia has basically become this really big symbol for a lot mm-hmm. of people on on people that, um, you know, like people that collect statues and stuff like or, or oh. have that waifu status kind of thing, like oh, I mean, Raftili is a very has become a very popular character. Yes, <clears throat> but it's weird. It's weird because like because like within volume two, like you learn that she actually grows when she gets more experience. She like ages up, right? So she's not like a child anymore. That's one thing that I I, I wish they kind of continue with. I wish she kind of was a child a little bit for a little longer yeah like her appearance wise and i wanted to see her like age up and grow because there there's quite some time between like each volume you know like they it's it's an adventure you know it's right you know they grow and you know learn and but i mean it's something that i have to like like i just move past you know it's just a little nitpick here and there yeah. for me you know um but like one thing with raftilia and then when we meet like philo later which is his other companion that he gets. Um, they, the, what is they, it? What is it called in Final Fantasy? A chocobo. A chocobo. Yeah, that's what she virtually is. Is a chocobo. Philo is a chocobo who can turn into a girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and she has like magical powers. But with Reptilia in in general, like Reptilia becomes a major character in this book. Like, yeah, you know, she, she's already lived in this world and, you know, she, she essentially becomes now Fumi's right hand man. Exactly. You know, his, his sword. And like, she's, she becomes just as powerful as now Fumi himself. So like, she's like, it's no longer, it, it becomes no longer just about the shield hero himself. Right. And I, I feel like in that instance is it almost turns from them being, from them being virtually like a father daughter relationship or mm-hmm. a big brother sister relationship into more of a lover relationship. Uh, I mean, she kind of has a crush on him. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it goes into that area. I don't know either, but I know I mean, you know, that's kind of what it seems like with them. Oh yeah, no, I know I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then um, and then no, like Philo, I guess would be like the child. Yeah, which uh, but yeah, which future in the future, which is farther where you and I are right now in the book, uh-huh. whatever books we're at. I can't really. At some point, we do meet one of the kids again that uh, was. Rephthilia's friend when she was at her village or whatever before it got t- attacked. Oh, are you talking about the when they go into that slaver arc? Yeah, and they get the the little like uh, I don't know what animal he is, but you know who I'm talking he's, about. He's a he's a like a raccoon. Yes. Yeah. Um, we still haven't gotten to the point where he's got enough experience for him to grow, and that's what I'm waiting to see is what does he look like after? after- yeah. Because I mean, later on now, now Fumi does get more. He gets like two or three more companions. Yeah. You know, some stay, some go, and it's just this really interesting intertwining plot between his journey and the other hero's journey, and like how everything mix, mixes and matches. You know, right? Do the heroes get and along? The, the what would you call it? 
So like all those people, all these people are his companions. And then everybody else is, I guess it would be like almost forming an alliance maybe. Yeah. Kind of like there's like so many. Cause when we start having these waves now, you basically mm-hmm. have whenever you become friends with people, then you can almost extend out like some kind of a little olive branch to them. And whenever yeah. the, uh, the waves come, you instantly get transported to whatever area it is. That's what yeah. happens with the shield heroes and all these alliances that you make now get transported there with you. So it's actually pretty cool in that aspect of how yeah. those happen. <clears throat> like his, like Philo and Raftilia and them are just as important of characters as Nalfumi is. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just as important. Like they don't use the dragon ball esque like thing where if you're not a saiyan you're not in the story right you know no these characters are just as important as our main character you know and some might say they get even more character development sometimes you know <laughs> that's true yeah i mean Philo, this... Philo did a, almost get like her own book with this uh reprise of the spear hero one i mean this this is a really <laughs> this is a really fun fantasy manga I think this volume, rereading this volume one and picking up on things that I missed, um, like it's a really good introduction into this world. You know, you get action in it, you get really good character development within right. the short span of this 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 first volume. Right. You you get how sort of this world is set up, you know, and uh, the world changes. Like w- one thing is like. I mean, it happens like in a couple of books later on, but like one thing I like about this series is the heroes have a prolific effect on this world, whether it's good or bad, you know? Oh yeah. And their, yeah. their, their effects Which... ripple. What they do affects this world and has ripples and affects the, if they may or may not be real people, we haven't even figured out that out yet. Right. If it's like, if this is a actual real world or if this is like a video game or something, you know? Right. Well, I mean, then we get the other country aspect of there being actually yeah. more heroes than the four that we know about. Yeah. The, know, the world get... opens, the world opens up like so much. Yeah. It's so, so grandiose. Um, like you said, you know, we, we get repercussions of things, you know, yeah. um, basically like Neofumi is always in it to help. So I don't feel yeah. like there's really ever any negatives for him, but we have some of the other heroes that think, Oh, well, this is a video game and they yeah. do something and they don't ever think about the repercussions of their actions and they don't well, ever turn around and go clean it up. I would say, yeah, like even like, uh, like a couple volumes in, we have that, that um slight spoilers but one of the heroes kills a dragon that's what i was thinking of ren ren and the dragon yeah ren kills a dragon the sword hero and the dragon's blood is like poisoning the water supply for a town yeah i think it was and now fumi has to go clean up his mess for him yeah and ren was like i don't fuck i don't fucking give a shit none of this shit matters none of these people matter yeah you know like and Nafumi's like, no, like these people matter. This matters, you know. Right. It's like a life or death scenario when it comes to this, you know. And even I would love to get into the second book and talk about the second book on a different podcast because the second book is the second volume is, is even better than this volume, you know. Right. But I I do like this is one of my favorite reads, but I do feel like there are times within this series where my interest does kind of wane a little bit. And I'm like, okay, guys, come on, let's move this story along a little bit. You know, there, there are some times with like info dumps where I'm like, ah, come on, let's, let's go, let's go. You know, it's, it's I don't know. I, I have fun with all that. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, okay, okay, come on. Like, like the whole, the whole like hierarchy within like the monarch is really interesting and stuff. And like, yeah, things have effects like, like this, now, Fumi getting accused by uh, Mine in this first volume has big effects later on. 
And there's this huge thing that happens, which I don't want to spoil for anybody who reads this. Definitely not. But it's it's pretty good. Just uh, the only thing I would say is uh, just be prepared for a uh, traumatic name change. Oh, it's it's a traumatic name change. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, would you would you recommend this to people? Oh yeah, I I yeah. mean I would I would probably say five stars out of five. Yeah, yeah, five stars. I I would recommend this or even the light novel if you can get a hold of it. Like whatever your preference is, light novel, anime, manga. This story is really good. You know, it's it's. I mean, with a lot of isekai manga, I I have noticed like a lot of them are kind of generic. You know, a lot of them are kind of like um, almost wish fulfillment. And now Fumi is only is one of the only other three characters that I've seen that actually does have development and has a fleshed out character. This is true. Within like all the isekai manga that I've read, you know, right? Yeah, and it doesn't like. I like the fact that you know it doesn't pull its punches when it like does things within the manga itself like that whole the whole raftelia thing in this first volume is pretty heavy right. it's pretty heavy to deal with well, you know? well i mean even the mina thing you know um, yeah i mean that, that's two things starting out that i feel like it's it's a challenge because one thing with slavery and then the other thing with uh, with the whole thing with Mina and whatnot, mm-hmm. is you find out that those are things that you have to overcome, and you do find out, like with the Mina thing, that uh, Neofumi has to overcome that himself. Yeah. While with this the slave thing, it doesn't per se play into a lot, but you also find out well other characters have problems too, like yeah. Rathulia's past and how it plays into it, how it unrolls. Well, let's just say like. Let's just say, like, with, like, the spear hero, uh, Motosua, he has a hog. He, one, he, I think he has, like, a hard-on for, like, Philo and maybe Raftilia, but he, like, oh. fucking white knights. His his is just, uh, Philo. He, he white knights the fact that, like, Raftilia is, like, a slave. Yes. And he, he's like, oh, we gotta save you and we gotta beat get you out of the clutches of evil Nafumi, you know? And she's like, Mr. Nafumi is fine. Like, he's not, like, a horrible person. And, like, he, he just doesn't, like, grasp that situation, you know? That, you yeah. know, yes, Rathulia is his slave. Technically. You know? <laughs> Which, but, I mean, you know, then we get that whole thing, too, like, later on where he actually removes it and says, you know, you can do what you want or whatever. And she actually puts it back on herself. Yeah. Because she says, this is my, my symbol, my dedication to you. Yeah. And that any pain that, uh, that you've taken for me, I want this pain of having this mark on me to be a symbol of, of basically our bond, which is another thing that I enjoy, especially with Rathilia. Like, like, let, let, let's just say, like, like slavery is bad. Like, it's not a good thing, you know. But it's interesting to see how this manga deals with it. Right. Um, you know, and it doesn't necessarily promote slavery as being a good thing. You know, people do have problems with it. Even now, Fumi doesn't really like it as, as, as well, you know. He just, he's, he, like, sees it as, like, a almost like a, a necessity because he needs to um, survive, you know? Right. And, like, later on, like, the other people... Because, like, it even goes into, like, the leveling up system within the world as well. Right. Because he, he even, like, levels her up faster than he levels up. Right. You know, to make her more uh, efficient than he is, you know? But, yeah, no, this right. this book is very good. Like yes, I really I like rereading it. Like I I got slacked up to reread more of this, you know, because <laughs> like, I I honestly like I honestly like I put it down for a while because I just I just I I there was a a part in the manga where 
I was like, okay, well, like you know, I think they got like new people in their party. They were yeah. going like like the train or something. I was like, eh, you know, I'm gonna put this down for right now and pick it up later. You know, I wasn't really feeling that part, but like, right, it made me want to like go back and read it because I thought I forgot like how violent this manga is because they haven't fought in a while within the right. part of the manga that I'm that I'm in. You know. But, like, it's, like, an all-out, like, do-or-die situation in this manga. Like, whenever they get to the actual uh, waves, like, it's crazy to see, like, what they have to go through. Right. When it when it comes to, like, fighting all these monsters and crazy shit, you know? Yeah. But, no, I recommend this book, like, wholeheartedly. I know we, we kind of went on a tangent uh, at the end, <laughs> but, yeah, this... This manga is definitely worth checking out. Whether whatever right. version you check out of this, it's really good. I actually really, I, I I love the artwork in this manga. It's just really good. Yeah, like just looking at the detail and all the different things you see, and it just it's just well done. It's it's a well paced, well written manga. You know, um, but yeah, highly recommend it. Um. If you want to send us a voicemail, you can do so at anchor.fm slash otakuology. We will play it on the air and talk talk about your question or concern you have for us. You can email us at otakuologypodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram or sometimes Twitter. Jin, where are we located now for our podcast so people can find us? Everywhere. <laughs> but where, but where, what two particular places did we get onto recently? iHeartRadio and, and, and what else? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. Amazon Music. That one, yeah. <clears throat> We're now on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and, <clears throat> and we are on Audible. Yeah, so stay tuned. We are on Audible. So you can go rate and review each and every one of our episodes on Audible. Stay tuned, and that would help. That would help us honestly a lot. <laughs> stay tuned, and and look at our link tree. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're on all major podcast platforms like Google, Apple, Spotify. So, yeah, I, I was honestly really surprised we got onto Audible. Hey, we, man, we were under. We I'm were not under surprised this, anymore. We were on the sci-fi section in Audible. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up there, but we did. But yeah, um, we're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, um, I guess you know, um, <laughs> up and coming podcast. Yeah, but yeah. So. Anyways, guys, let us let us know what did you think of this. You know, you can get back to us, talk about this, any future topics you want to talk about. If you want to come on as a guest, you can hit us up on our Instagram or email us. Uh, to let us know if you want to come on as a guest, you know, pimp your stuff, talk to, talk to us, you know, yeah. stuff like that, you know. And we'll see you guys on the next podcast. We'll and I hope you guys see enjoyed you this next episode. Tuesday. This was a fun episode to record. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's been a while since we recorded, you know. Anyways, guys, uh, thanks for listening. And thank you to all the people who check out our podcast and yeah. stay to listen to our podcast. We really right. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. It's, yeah, yeah. Even though we don't hear from you guys a lot, we really appreciate it. <laughs> True. True story, bro. True story. <laughs> <laughs>